0: hello everyone and welcome to dungeon jedi masters podcast season four episode number seven tegan how you doing today
1: i'm uh, doing pretty good finally got to uh watch uh get caught up on all my star wars media so i'm uh, happy about that still counting down the days jedi survivor comes out
0: yeah that one looks fun uh, i i didn't check out the first one second one looks good though and yes the the contents the shows mando bad batch have been really really good uh definitely picking up steam there uh, so yeah, great content, great inspiration. Maybe some uh, things we'll talk about, spoiler free as much as we can for our upcoming topic. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, we are going to be talking about pacing, keeping players engaged, things like that within a session, within your campaign, some elements there. I think uh, that can be something that is you know not the easiest to, to do right out of the gate. So we'll see if we can provide some uh, help with that. But first of course check out dungeonjedimasters.com for access to all of our content including this podcast youtube for vods and tutorial videos on the system Uh, instagram and twitter for content updates and some content freebies Uh, there's just a map i put out uh, a little alleyway battle map uh, on patreon uh, but instagram has some extra tidbits for that Also, Twitch, uh, where Tegan, you're doing most of our Star Wars 5E content there. Tell us what we got going on at Twitch. Definitely. So we're going to be wrapping up uh, the Operation Saber
1: Breaker arc today. Uh, so come through for that, especially if you want to see some space combat. Uh, If everything goes according to plan, we should get into that a little bit. Uh, does, that, does that link that session? So if you want to see it play out, come hang out for that piece. So check that out. And then uh, it's going to be playing weekly for a little bit, at least for the next month or so. So come through, hang out with us. Uh, and about two weeks after now, uh, we'll be jumping into the last Patreon adventure for the Invasion campaign. So come through, hang out, see how that plays out and see hopefully we can get some ideas for for how you want to bring it to your table. Uh, and that's going to be at my uh, Twitch channel, T&J Gaming. Uh, we're going to be playing about 7 p.m. Eastern time. So come through and hang out with the crew
0: absolutely so come see that tonight and uh, every other tuesday uh, and then lastly for our content is patreon uh, patreon is of course the best way to support the content that we do create and there are some benefits to you supporters out there uh, thank you to all of you existing we do have two new members as well tier two uh, we have michael and at tier three we have ethan so thank you to you both and again to everyone else Everyone, today at time of this podcast, we'll be getting access. Tier two members and above, two and three, will get access to our new uh, hex map, a desert world. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, kind of a preview last episode. You can't really do Star Wars without the desert world. Tatooine, of course, is the classic. Uh, so we've taken that and we've created a new hex map with some locales and and different little elements on there, uh, roll tables, things like that. Tegan, so give us a little more about uh, what they should see in the hex map.
1: So it's a desert map on that side. We've got Got all the locales you can think of. We've got a. Uh, the Endless Sands uh, where uh, you can go through and find some exotic creatures to hunt uh, or even uh, come across some of the local uh, indigenous people there uh, for the sand people. Uh, we've got a Crazy Crate Dragon there which would be a fun encounter for your crew. Uh, it's uh, We built this for level five, four level five PCs so it's going to be a pretty uh, tough encounter. Uh, definitely over that deadly scale but uh, definitely with some smart plays or smart planning they should be able to take it on. Uh, yeah, and it's it's kind of a fun mix of all the the Mando content, Star Wars, even some of the old uh, Legends material for cool things that can happen in a desert place. We've got corrupt Zerka officials, uh, then the uh, experiment gone awry. Uh, we've got the hunts and pod racing, uh, everything you could really want in a desert locale with different quest hooks uh, to get you and your crew uh, baked into the setting.
0: Absolutely. This one's a little bit more, you know, in regards to the hex size, a little more dense uh, as number of hexes than our city one. So there's a lot more to explore and go out and see because it's more open world. Um, And yeah, and then the rest of the quarter here, I will be doing additional content related to that, including hopefully getting some more suggestions from the community uh, for that third Um, month of the quarter for another adventure like we did last time. So keep an eye out on that stuff. Let us know uh, what adventures you find yourselves in amongst those hot sands. I believe that's everything for the front end. So uh, let's dive into this conversation today. Uh, Tegan, so we're going to talk about session pacing, campaign pacing, keeping players engaged, Um, a lot of things, you know, kind of on their own, but together here in the discussion. To start, though, you know, two little bit separate topics. I think the bulk of the conversation will go towards campaign-related discussion, but one-shot pacing versus campaign uh, session pacing, uh, I think, is is another thing to kind of pay attention. For anyone out there that's running one-shots, you know, one-shot pacing can be can sometimes be tough to to manage. Um, you know, I'll give my thoughts in a second. But any initial thoughts from you uh, on? I know you've been doing a lot of one-shots outside of Star Wars: 5e, but in general. What helps you make sure that you start and finish in your timeline that you have?
1: Well, that's that's a, hard, a fun and hard thing to do. Uh, I, I recently had a I don't know, like months now, but uh, I did an aliens run through, uh, and I was one of those. I was excited for the can- the system and the campaign. And I put like. Like two sessions worth of things into the one shot had to start cutting things as we were going through. So that's, definitely figure out the pacing for one shots can be a challenge, even if you have that experience. Uh, but my, my big philosophy of one shots lately has been trying to throw people into the fire as soon as you can. I think we touched on this a little bit when we did the uh, on the spot one shot, uh, but yeah, just, you know, throwing them in combat, throwing them in a skill challenge, throwing them right into the meat of it. Uh, that way you can kind of cut out some of the awkward beginning parts where they're kind of forming uh, and get them right into the meat and start wrapping that tension up. So that, that's really been my big change lately is just to turn the heat on right away and hopefully you can see how it pans out.
0: Yeah, definitely an excellent uh, thought process on getting the action going in a one shot. I've ran a lot as well. and you know, as far as keeping within that window that you have, I I always stick with a three hour session time. And so that's, you know, it is and isn't a lot of time there, and especially you want to put in a good, solid adventure where it feels, you know, like you had a satisfactory conclusion to that adventure. Um, So I think you need, it's something that probably just comes with experience and learning to feel the session out and nudge players if you have to, right? Um, It's certainly not, uh, you know, railroading or anything like that, but, Kind of do a hard scene cut if you have to, you know, transition or whatever, and and just really push that along just so that uh, you get to that end point. And I think at the end of that, you know, players will be fine with those nudges or transitions if they're able to finish that, uh, you know, that adventure, that scenario, as opposed to going over, you know, 30, 40 minutes, hour later uh, out of your scheduled time, things like that. So the greater point is how you manage a session, right? Feeling out the players, feeling out what's going on, and knowing, you know, even in a regular campaign, how to push people along. So yeah, I thought we'd just touch on that quickly, but let's you know expand on this now and, and go into more of campaign pacing and things like that, because obviously that's a, a bigger thing. Any initial thoughts from you, Tegan? Uh, you know, maybe referencing invasion, kind of how you've been utilizing that. But what is, what do you look at, or maybe a definition for campaign pacing for you in that regard?
1: I think this can be one of the things that can be challenging if you have a campaign because a lot of times you kind of want to have that, you feel like you want to have that tension high um, all the time and kind of keep wrapping it and wrapping it up. Uh, but really, something I've been doing uh, with Invasion, and I started with my uh, my homebrew Five uh, E campaign that's transitioning to Pathfinder now. Uh, it's finding like kind of spots to use the roller coaster method because if you want to have tension high, which is cool, uh, especially when those tense moments where uh, the story is building, the the big bad enemy is doing something, or uh, the, the, the tension just needs to keep going up. Uh, but eventually you need to let that tension go back down or people won't really feel it anymore. It'll basically just be kind of background noise. Uh, so I've really been kind of feeling the roller coaster method now uh, with kind of having like a mini arc. So I always try to plan my uh, adventures and either sessions of sort of three to four, typically uh, just uh, on of outside. So it takes three to four sessions to get through an adventure uh, and then keep the tension flowing through that adventure and then doing like uh downtime session uh or like uh some a uh, low stakes piece in there so that way the players can get to rp without uh, amongst each other without the pressure on them they can hit their backstory stuff they can kind of expand their character uh and then let's just kind of reset that tension time for the next adventure we can kind of start getting up on the uphill of the roller coaster
0: can't always go up or always go down. You know, you have to have those changes. Reference back uh, it was last season, uh, but we talked with Rich, that old DM, about story points um, and things like that. And, and we talked about looking at how movies and stories, you know, do that themselves. There's upbeats, downbeats, things like that. So it's basically just doing. Uh, doing that in your campaign planning. Uh, I want to touch on logistics one more time and then get into the fun meat and potatoes here. When you're doing these mini arcs and things like that, and I know you say like, all right, I'm planning for three to four sessions. Uh, What are some things just kind of on the logistics side that you do to help make sure you hit that and you don't go way over? You know, I would say more over than under. I think under could be okay, but that you're not you know, realizing, all right, this is turning into a five, six session arc. So it kind of depends. Uh,
1: sometimes uh, if the players are kind of bringing some fun R P on that side, it's engaging. It's uh, it's still moving the story forward, even if it is taking a longer binds with uh, in the sessions. Um, I just let it go and kind of let it play out as long as it's kind of keeping that momentum or keeping the momentum going the direction I wanted. In uh, other times, if it's not, uh, just kind of start. Uh, works attack. Start bringing in different pieces where you can kind of move the story along yourself. Uh, uh, It doesn't have to always be an attack, but you just have to find different levers that either the the big bad that they're going after or whatever is going on in the story, different levers they can pull uh, to start sparking action, start getting moving along uh, and figuring out the story on their own.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. I think you know, there's nothing wrong with going long there, and I, I was trying to imply that. Uh, but I think you know, as, as our topic here is engagement, right? If the players are engaged and they're enjoying, you know, that heavy RP or whatever is causing the delay of things getting done in quote-unquote the scheduled time, that is definitely fine. But as you said, if it if it begins to feel like it's just dragging on and and it's almost filler, that's when you're that's, I think, the thing that we're trying to um, mention here that might come with experience, right? There's probably not out of the box going to understand how to manage that, pay attention to it, feel it out. And uh, yeah, I think planning, you know, maybe planning like, all right, I want to do this in three sessions. That can kind of be a guideline or, or loose rules to help you manage that pace. And you know, you want to do it in three sessions. So as opposed to just not having that structure, but yeah, absolutely. Let's talk a little bit more about Managing that tension or keeping players engaged and things like that. What are some things that you do to manage the tension uh, within a campaign within a session within a campaign, you know, maybe looking at those mini arcs uh, that DMS can maybe do themselves.
1: Something I started initially with my, uh, my 5e game that I brought into uh, the uh, invasion. Uh, initially, because uh, I've always used downtime with uh, both Star Wars 5e uh, as well as uh, typical 5e, uh, but usually I did it kind of in between sessions or something they kind of did in between the adventures, but... Uh, I think bringing downtime and making it like an RP session and finding different pieces where, where they can kind of explore their character either through their downtime activities or even interact with the group without looming death over them or uh, just to kind of interact outside of a stressful situation can help uh, not only move the story forward a little bit better, but sometimes build those bonds between like the individual. Uh, members of the party, which sometimes I've heard DMs kind of say that they wish they're not seeing, that not, it's not there. And I think some of these types of activities can really do it. And uh, I've done that a lot with invasion, kind of having them RP out their downtime. I think in one session, I forgot which adventure it was after. Uh, it was, I think it was after Kashyyyk when uh, they almost died. Uh, they had a movie night during their downtime, so they they kind of uh, they hung out, they uh, watched a the movie, but then they also talked about some of the politics in the world that's going on, right? Or in the in the fictional world, I should say that's going on. So they got the uh, kind of RP amongst that, and kind of got them. I think a good mindset for the next adventure. So. Uh, I think just doing those downtime sessions, if you can bring in like different, like low stakes games, Uh, my uh, my 5e game, uh, I've got like a a god of celebration. Sometimes he comes and hangs out with them after big events uh, where they can drink, play drinking games, uh, play different
0: casino games and different things to help wrap that tension down, build the bonds between the crew. That's a great way to do that. Uh, You know, in that specific example in Invasion, you obviously had this potentially very stressful event in, you know, almost falling to in that combat, right. That's probably going to bring some people together, but then having that down moment is excellent. And I think we'll talk about this a little, I think a little bit more later, but creating those bonds and, and really creating, you know, some relationships, some attachments to each other. Then later on, when some of those party members are threatened, uh especially significantly if it's, if it's a difficult uh encounter situation there's going to be engagement there because you don't want to lose your companion right both in character out of character I think if it's just uh, you know maybe going back to kind of talking about the one shots that's why you don't always necessarily have that and so one shots it's you don't have time to create those bonds so get them right into the action and maybe that will you know bring them together that's kind of the thought process there but in a campaign when it's drawn out you have the time for that uh, so something like downtime sessions, I think is great. You know, there's something I've utilized a lot, basically, um, like campfire, uh, conversations and it's a role table, uh, two different role tables and it's things that uh, you can ask each other or things you will just talk about random topics, huge list D 100, something like that. And I've used that a lot and that will help if the players aren't doing it themselves, that will help spark those conversations, you know, like. Tell me about your favorite season or tell me about your favorite food. What do you think about this or that? And, you know, I always have the players present that in character to another character, right? So then you really um, bring that up and then sometimes it'll spark up. And it's just about uh, creating those bonds with each other that, you know, definitely is going to create that engagement later on.
1: 100. I, I think feeding that engage, we giving the space for it uh, to foster. Because uh, one thing I'll admit, I was guilty of this before. Uh, I kind of figured out my cosier game is because you know, a lot of times DMs like, we're well, ought to have that just tension high, the stakes are high, the world's coming to an end, the empire's about to build the Death Star. Uh, but if you really don't give those spaces or kind of those moments for the campaign to breathe a bit, for the tension to lower, uh, for the group to form the bonds, that they just really won't happen as much. So that's really something. Yeah, this I was guilty of this for a long time, and then realized until I did an accident. Uh, in campaign, and it's kind of brought it over. So just give us some space. i uh, would be, be surprised at the things your players come up with, because the movie night thing and some of the other crazy things they've gotten up to um, all been player-driven. I had to not put a movie in front of them. They uh, decided they wanted to watch a movie together. Uh, and you can just, they kind of just come up with crazy things like that and just different things to help them build group dynamics uh, and build that kind of relationship between the crew.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think we always try to, provide some advice to players as well. And I think that's be open with doing that sort of stuff, right? Um, you know, if your DM, if your GM is is maybe not really presenting that, you know, the best way, and that's fine, you know, just maybe it was kind of a lack of experience thing or whatever. But if you think that there'd be a lot of benefit to that, you know, bring that up yourselves. It sounds like Tegan in, in that other game uh, in or invasion, you know, the player's took some initiative with that right like you presented downtime but that was what they wanted to do you know which is fantastic
1: oh yeah 100 because we, we did their downtime activities we were kind of uh they were wanting to strategize for a bit for their next uh mission and then after that they decided to want to watch a movie uh it kind of hang out and uh just have like organic on that side so it was pretty fun
0: yeah I, um, just trying to think of another example at, at least together with uh, hunted campaign. I mean, it's been a while since we played that uh you know but i i would say that i don't think we did a lot of the downtime stuff like you're talking about right you know i had an established relationship with one of the characters already so it was kind of something we set up but yeah i think there could have been a little bit more you know potentially could have been more of that i uh, just from you know my foggy memory cuz that one was like you know we're being hunted and it it did feel like a little bit of a steady you know, incline almost the whole time. Um, you know, still definitely a blast. Yeah. You know, I think there's always room for that. Um, you know, stuff and and it helps. So uh speaking of the incline, uh, you know, after you have these kind of downtime sessions or however you bring things down, uh, what are some ways that you might ramp things up and and increase the tension?
1: okay so it kind of depends on what type of campaign you're running. Uh if you've got like an overall narrative arc, it's easy. You can just kind of have uh a- If you're fighting the Empire, you can have the Empire do something terrible, which leads them into the next uh, mission. They can bomb a planet. They They can do something that's horrible, and the players either have to try to stop it, try to help whoever's left over from it. Uh, You basically just kind of reintroduce the stinks of the campaign afterwards and keep that moving forward. Sandboxes are a little bit harder on that side because sandboxes, you could be kind of doing something completely different than you were doing before. Uh, So that time you kind of have to figure out where they're going next and start kind of leading them into it and start, uh, once they get into that new adventure, start ramping the adventure's tension slowly up afterwards.
0: You know, it falls under, you know, our list of um, our outline here for engagement, but Tension as well. It relates to it is also making it personal, or something that the players—not uh, the characters, but the players themselves too, both both players and characters, but players are interested in, right? What do they enjoy? And and as you said, like in a sandbox, if the Imperials rush in and take over a planet, and they just left to go somewhere else, do they care? Right? Like what is you you have to have something related, you know? And that's that's an I think another big one is kind of ramping up tension to ramp it up isn't necessarily going to be impactful unless there's ties back to the party in some way. Um, Does it create a barrier to what they're trying to do? Is there a personal connection? Um, You know, maybe it's one of the players home planet or whatever in that specific example, but yeah, I think that's uh, definitely easy. Uh, It's not a hard thing to do. It's just uh, the difficulty is in, you know, how you play it out so that it uh, is impactful
1: you want to kind of figure out what you're on, and hopefully you did this. Uh, depending on what style of campaign you're doing, if it's a main campaign with a central theme, hopefully your players and you kind of worked out uh, their motivations as you're building their PCs, and everybody kind of aligned on that side. So you know, kind of where where to pull and where to push on that side to make sure that they're uh, they're along for the story and that they're kind of engaged with it as well.
0: What uh, what would be some specific you know kind of mechanical type things? Uh, you know, time limits is a really obvious one. This is you know something you could be you know, as, as narrow as in a single session uh, as an as a tool to increase tension. A time limit, obviously, is going to be a big one. Uh, anything else that you can think of in that regard?
1: I, I'll touch on time limits for a bit. Limits are great DMs. If you're not using them, use them. Uh, A lot of the things I hear about 5e complaints is people like uh, using long rest and uh, not really buying into the central conflict. Uh, A time limit, a day, an hour, whatever you want to set it to, could be great for keeping the players engaged and moving Words are objective. Uh, sometimes, uh, with uh, outside of the time limit or kind of setting the stakes, uh, sometimes it can even be good to have like the the, the tension being caused by a reward that's slipping away. Uh, I did like one a while back, a one shot for like uh, smugglers who were trying to get their payday and land uh, before uh, this imperial group showed up uh, because they're gonna get paid a ton of credits. So sometimes give your player something really good, uh, maybe like an advanced items or ton of credits, whatever it may be. uh, But then just say they've they've got to accomplish this to get that and have it start to slowly slip away because they'll, the players will wrap the tension up themselves uh trying to get it.
0: I love that. I love, I love kind of like, all right, here's your max bonus earned, but takes down. If, if you, you know, screw up, take longer, etc. uh You know, with that, that that's a really good one is it presents positive reinforcement at the end there of trying to get that done as opposed to you know trying to stop something bad yeah definitely yeah and, and i think this transitions into you know one of our final points here is engagement you know we've definitely been touching on it a lot already but uh keeping players engaged at a per session level at a campaign level tegan how do you go about what do you do to keep players engaged
1: definitely uh and one thing i'll say kind of at the top to uh, GMs, you're always going to have a session where either uh, one of the players or sometimes even uh, bad days, all the players may not be as engaged as you'd like. That's just kind of how it goes. No matter uh, if you're just a regular DM, if you're Colville or uh, Mercer, or any of the big guys, some days it's just not going to connect the way you want it to, whether it be your fault or whether it just be your players are just not in sync. Uh, it's going to happen. Uh, but Usually, if you kind of figure out uh, and you have a good table that you've kind of worked with to build their characters, to let them know the stakes of the campaign, you can usually see how the players are engaged and what levers either work for them as players or work for their PCs. Uh, and you can kind of take turns on pulling on different players' levers to kind of figure out things they want, give them that moment of the spotlight, and then kind of reset, uh, and then shift to somebody else or shift to something that gets the whole group involved.
0: Yeah, I, I think we already touched on it, but, you know, making it personal both for the player and for the character, Uh, definitely going to help keep engaged. Understanding player motivations, uh, definitely something you should be discussing session zero. You know, what do you, what are the, you know, if you look at the three tiers of 5e, Combat, social exploration, I think are the three. Tegan, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Generally offering those. What do you like the most out of those, or what's your percentage in each you know bucket that you enjoy the most? And what do you want to see? And and uh, make sure you're presenting that uh, evenly as much as you can. Uh, that each one, you know, if you have a player that's all combat and you don't do any for a session, there's a good chance they might not be engaged. But how might you be able to engage them? You know, think about that. Ask for other ways uh, that they can be engaged as well so because that's all just going to tie it all ties together right if you have things that are personal and they're engaged you're going to be able to ramp up that tension easier you know manage that tension easier because they're invested and and then you're just going to have a better a better story better uh campaign better time 100 yeah just kind of
1: finding those ties and finding different ways to just bring everybody in uh, and players too like give Give your DM some motivation pieces too. Like uh, a lot of times I feel like players wait for them to be pulled in, uh, but either through your RP or even if you find something cool with your backstory, send it over to your DM and see how they can uh, give them some tips for, or about tips, but give them some resources to help
0: uh, pull it in and get you engaged. Looking at the conversation about backstories, you know, you don't need a, a novel, uh, but if you have some bullet points that are, you know, these are th- some things that are personal to me. These are my goals as a character. Uh, or whatever, um, then that stuff can come up and maybe be a point of tension or a point of engagement, absolutely.
1: 100%. And one thing, and uh, I, just, I think I've only done it for invasions so far, but I love the rumor system. Uh, have players make rumors up about their PCs. Uh, it's fun to have your NPCs react to it, uh, but a lot of those rumors usually will and of engage some of the characters' motivations too. So uh, it can be kind of fun to have something in your back pocket with that.
0: Do you have a, do you have an example, Tegan, of how that's come up, uh, like uh, from the game where a rumor was out there and, and an example of like the NPC reaction?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. So I'll pick on Vars from Invasion. Uh, Vars is a Mandalorian. Uh, he initially. Um, appeared to have been exiled by the Mandalorians, but he was kind of a spoilers invasion. Uh He was going undercover uh, uh, to uh, kind of, he's posing as a Mandalorian mercenary uh, and kind of gathering data for uh, the Mandalorians as he went around the galaxy. Uh, yeah, he went to, they were an independent space station that kind of serviced everybody and there were a group of Mandalorians there. Uh, they treated him terribly. Because they thought he was a sellout. They had thought all of that. Uh, they kind of w- went into, because I, I wanted to have that in my back pocket because we were doing a Mandalorian arc after that too, um, where he was going to kind of help them out in some way. So they treated him terribly at first. Uh, he had met with this contact who knew he was not a traitor. Uh, and we kind of went through this whole piece I kind of set the stage for this next arc. Uh, where he's going to be trying to help the Mandalorians undercover, and eventually he was able to uh, achieve that quest and then come out of cover, and they realized he was working with them, too. Uh, he got some Beskar Garm too. So it was kind of a whole piece for him, but it was just fun to set the arc there. with those. Like and I feel like it was anywhere else. they weren't able to fight there, He, they, the party would have gotten into a fight, but uh, they were just trash-talking him. It was, it was fun for me to DM that, and it was especially kind of cool when you look back at the narrative arc there, too.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, I, I love that concept there, the rumor systems. So definitely something to think about. Uh, any other last thoughts on the topic overall, you know, pacing, keeping players engaged, etc.?
1: Oh, nothing major on that side. I would really just say having some of those loose sessions. Uh, I think like it's done a wonder for my campaign. So if you don't put them in there, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember the show. There's a show that I watched that just was nothing but tension ramping up. And after a while, it gets old. So just uh, it gets, it's kind of the same old, same old. So just really bring some downtime, bring some fun sessions to the group with low stakes. Uh, and I think it'll do a world when you get back into those high stakes sessions
0: absolutely yeah another thing too you know don't expect if you're if you're new uh to gming that you're going to get this right away i think i really think it's something that comes with experience just feeling things out um so think about if you plan out sessions in you know many arcs three sessions those guidelines can be really helpful to say all right we're already after session two and we have a lot of ground to make up you know what things can you adjust um things like that or in a one shot you know that's obviously a very narrow window of time that you have so sometimes those things can help you learn how to, to manage that pacing and and utilize all these things we talked about tension engagement etc all right well we hope there's uh, some good useful information out of there if there's anything that you do at the table that we didn't talk about please let us know we always love to hear further input from the community on our topics at hand so uh yeah please let us know Looking forward to next episode, Uh, we're going to have a DM spotlight with our fellow community member, Jawa, and talk about political themes. I think uh, definitely a topic that is part of Star Wars uh, there, and he's been pretty knowledgeable in some personal discussions there on that. So we'll have him on and talk about how you can utilize that in your own campaign. So that'll be our next one. Tegan, go ahead and give us a reminder on Invasion Tonight.
1: So come through, see the end of Operation Saber Breaker, uh, hang out with the crew, see some fun spacefaring battles, too. So if you're new to Star Wars to the galaxy, you get to see the crew uh, jump back in on that side. Uh, and come through my Twitch channel, TJ Gaming, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, and get to hang out with us for Star Wars Tuesdays.
0: All right, we'll see you all there. Be sure to grab the Desert World Hex Map if you haven't yet, Tier 2 and Tier 3 members. We'll see you on the next one. May the Force be with you.